I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I went to school with some redneck crackers right around the time third base dropped the cactus album. But I was reading Malcolm. I changed my name in 89, cleaning gun, cleaning parts of my brain like a baby nine. I took a history class serious front row every day of the week, third period. Fucking with the teachers had calling them racist. I tried to show them them crackers. I tried to show them crackers some light. They couldn't face it. I got my diploma from a school named Rikers full of, wait, from a school named Rickers full of teenage mothers and drug dealing niggas. Hey, welcome to the Black Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and uh, Karen. Um, yeah, them lyrics. Who did who do them lyrics? Well, who? that's uh, Dad Press who okay. do them lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, they they make a lot of uh, some pretty uh, racy stuff there. Yeah, about to sound a little, little anger in them lyrics. This is from the song uh, They School, yeah. uh, which is about how white people's schools are are, are fucked up as uh they talk about racism i, I love that that album but uh, i had to stop listening because it was too mad at white people and i'm not that mad at white people like i just can't mm-hmm. stay that level of mad all the all time, the time. Have, oh fucking heart attack yeah like i here's here's the song here, here. why haven't you learned anything my school shit is a joke the same people who control the school system control the prison system in the whole social system starts off like kind of smart like oh they about to drop some knowledge you know these are some smart brothers but then you realize they kind of defeated the purpose because they didn't go to school Uh-oh. so the points that they're about to make about why you shouldn't go to school uh-huh. aren't very well thought out yeah. i went to school with some redneck crackers Right around the time oh, Lord. dropped the cactus album, but I was reading Malcolm. I changed my name in 89, cleaning parts of my brain. Like, like a, a baby, baby nine. nine. I took a history class serious. Front row, every day of the week. Third period. Fucking with the teacher's head, calling them racist. I try to show them crackers some light. They couldn't with face it. Oh, my. I got my diploma from a school called Rickers full of teenage mothers and drug, drug dealing niggas. In the hallways, the popo was always present. Searching through niggas' possessions, looking for dope and weapons. Get your lessons. That's what my mom's kept stressing. I try to pay attention, but they classes weren't interesting. They seem to only glorify the Europeans, claiming Africans with only three fifths of human beings. Teach us shit. My people need freedom. We trying to get all I can get. All my high school teachers can suck my dick. Telling me white man lies, straight bullshit. I like how I like how they kept it to just high school though. You know, junior yeah. high, grade school, that's fine. But the high school teachers, oh, you can suck these dudes' dick. Duh. Okay, y'all was teaching the racism. All they teach the people is lies. That, this sounds like every nigga ever at the side of a basketball court that I played at outside. It, 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 you know, I understand racism is real and it exists, mm. but all white people aren't like this. And that right. teacher was just getting paid to do their job. And you're sitting in there harassing that teacher, mm. stressing that teacher out. That teacher, if they in the state of North Carolina, they get paid once a month. Motherfucker, you ain't worth their time. 
yeah like you still have to present a complete argument yeah just you can't just be like fuck you you racist yeah these motherfucker man be like you gonna get a job i'll be like nigga fuck your job and fuck your school i'm out yeah i know right and the politician was like um well sir um i'm letting you know right now if you expand your mind and get and get your degree you can go out and make a change in the world and and you know show people that uh demand that people are diverse but you can't do that without being educated mm-hmm. and this is the response right here by this teacher the pro-white teacher trying to explain the, the, uh, the point of having a good education we got a chance to advance in life they try to make you pull your pants up students fight the teachers and get took away in handcuffs and if that was students fight the teachers and get took away in handcuffs of course and your ass should what are you advocating sir like you like they have a good start <laughs> but it's just like halfway through you like oh and that's why you stay in school so you can smoke weed instead of going to class but it's the teacher's fault and the school oh everything is school so racist mm-hmm. you know because the school so racist you got to you got to take a weed break between third and fourth period because school races and you're gonna need the, to de-stress the whole school system mm-hmm. what do you do to the black teachers then it's not your fault now you're fighting teachers and you need to smoke some weed to like calm your nerves and it's the school's fault and the white man and the teachers yes it <laughs> does yes it does because i'll be goddamn i'm gonna have a dentist in there rapping to my ass i'm gonna open up your mouth wide i don't got no degree i got my got my education from the jail zoom, zoom. No yeah. matter, get that jewelry for me if i look Hey, if I go to your dentist's office and on the wall is a diploma from the school of hard knocks, you're not working on my mouth, dog. I clear you not, cause I can guarantee that shit is not accredited. Yeah, my mouth open <laughs> now. You talking about some? Yeah, these motherfucking crackers talking about some goddamn. You need a degree to work on some teeth. I said, motherfucker, you ain't my master, nigga. Pass your cotton bounce swab. Yeah, I go ahead and do. Well, um, let me pour some cognac on that and disinfect it. Listen, ah! I do what the fuck I want to do. You know Brief what I'm saying? I put you under. Fuck yeah. you, nigga. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there like, ah. A doctor or a dentist too so that means like ah, doing operations uh yeah uh nurse hand me that uh pointy thing yeah do you mean the uh scalpel bitch you ain't gotta go to class to have to learn what the fuck a scalpel is is a pointy thing so i gotta go to school so i can learn uh, what the fucking pointy thing is just hand me the pointy thing bitch you know what i'm talking about and listening to the white man lies <laughs> that's I that's the problem <laughs> i can see him now but girl look like your pussy about there oh you know talk about the doctor how many city means fuck a centimeters it look wide enough for here it's dilated enough i mean you push can get, bitch push you can get like a golf ball through it then it's straight now just push that baby out yeah what you mean i don't know what i'm doing look you think the white man's supposed to tell me what to do Shit. My people need freedom. We trying to get all we could get. All my high school teachers 
bitches could suck my dick telling me white man lies straight bullshit but, bullshit but also in order to get freedom everybody that got freedom has some form of education like you know it, uh, you can have to read, like you, you know, you could mm-hmm. just be stupid talking about give me my freedoms, right? Like I feel like if I sat with these dudes long enough, they would tell me every class they struggle with was racist. You know what I mean? Every class. Are you gonna teach me calculus, some shit that some white Greek man that came up with, and teach this to the black man to keep us ignorant? You need to be teaching yeah. me how to balance a checkbook, bitch. You gonna talk about the Pythagorean theorem? I don't give a damn about that triangle. Right. What is this shit? Who is Pythagoras, nigga? I don't know ah! no Pythagoras is in the hood. Why don't you teach me about Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or Marcus Garvey or some shit like that? I don't want to learn about this motherfucking added addition and subtraction. What am I supposed to do? Balance a checkbook? Yeah, uh, yes, sir. Um, This is how you end up not being broke and people not cheating you out your money. I will fight you. I will fight you. Oh, now you're going to put the handcuffs on me? This is some racist bullshit. You can't even fight a teacher at school. Yes, sir. Now I'm a um, failure because y'all, y'all going to look at me like a failure because I I had to drop out. Uh, yes, sir. And also, the contract that you signed to wrap this album was probably stealing your money, but because you didn't take the time <laughs> to add and subtract and multiply and divide and learn how to pay a lawyer to read the contract, uh, that's why you're broke right now, I'm not sir. reading the white man words of this contract. What's wrong with you, motherfucker? You crazy? This is the white man trickeration trying to get you to read this shit. Fuck that. You learn how to read in day schools, and that's why they teach you three-fifths of a person. Play the hook. <laughs> <laughs> All the logic is gone without this conversation. I feel like if you get some women to sing after you talk, you can say anything. Yes, you can. Condoms can't teach us shit. Get them STDs, you'll still be ah! free. <laughs> you gonna use the white man condoms, nigga? That's going to keep you from getting diseases. That's what the white man told you. Yeah, you're going to pay that white man's child support. <laughs> y- yes, you are going to pay that white man's child support. to get that rent paid dog i think he needs to go to trade school i think that's yeah what, i think I think we've solved you this. know yes go be a mechanic mm-hmm. or or something more hands-on um you know uh, i understand everybody does go by barber a barber might fit you very mm-hmm. very well sir even they gotta get some education Yeah. 
education ain't elevating me. And you know what I'm saying? You don't love education, dog. Some bullshit. Then fuck education. You know what I'm saying? In these days, ah! matter of fact, my nigga, this whole school system could suck my dick. He love education and hate education all in the same song. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um. But black people are supposed to build their own shit non-educated. Okay. I wonder if that's why they didn't have an album, uh, between 2004 to 2012. If like the education of reading those contracts didn't work out or something. I told, I told you. See, that's it. That's what happened when you go fuck the school system. School system go, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go back and listen to some of that old shit now. Cause, uh, I forgot how entertaining these dudes could be. When they just get to talking like that, like you smoke some weed and just start making an album, you know. And that's exactly what happened. They was like, you you feel like making an album? Yeah. You mad? I'm mad. Yeah. Fuck the schools. Yeah, fuck them. Um, but this is the Blackout Tips podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search the Blackout Tips and uh, we'll be there. Also, you can do stuff like go to theblackouttips.com. Vote in the polls, leave comments on each episode. You guys are already doing that so far. I appreciate all the feedback. Uh, you can leave us voicemails. Keep them under three minutes, please. Uh, don't be crazy. That also helps. Don't threaten us. Um, you can leave voicemails. You can, uh, do stuff like, uh, email the show and all that stuff. And this contact information is in the about section. For premium members, the RSS feed password has changed. So if you're mm-hmm. premium, make sure you log in and then go to, uh, the premium podcast page and just scroll down and you can see it in blue at the bottom. Uh, if you're not premium, then you can't see it, then it doesn't matter anyway. It sure don't. Uh, we also did a couple more premium shows. Uh, mm-hmm. did a new episode of, um, Balls Deep Sports. Uh, we released a brand new podcast that we started this weekend. Spin-off one. It's called, uh, Off Season Reviews. Mm-hmm. It's where we actually wait till the off season of shows to review them. Yes, we do. It's a marvel idea. Instead of going episode by episode, episode which I think can leave people dissatisfied because you mm-hmm. get a, you get a little bit of a distaste in your mouth whenever they have an episode that's like filler or, you know, to build up the plot. Uh, and why in the long term? Character development. Yeah, there's character development in the long term. A lot of times those shows end up being the stuff that makes a good show great. Mm-hmm. But whenever you're watching it and you have to wait six days between, it, it can sometimes, you, it gives, leaves you a bitter taste. You're like, well, why didn't they move the story along faster? Why didn't they do that? Well, when you sit down and watch 13 episodes episode. or something in a mm-hmm. row, or, you know, when you know how it finishes and you know if it was worth the payoff, then I think it's different. So we did one for, uh, Karen did one for The Biggest Loser, Loser. season 15. Um, and I did one, uh, with Karen for, uh, The Walking Dead season four, part one. Yep. Which we released a couple hours before season four, part, part two. two started. Mm-hmm. Which got off to a bang. Yeah, it did. Really enjoyed that episode, but, um, you know, we're gonna, we have more shows that we plan on doing, um, in, in that same genre. And, uh, uh, some stuff we watch together, some stuff we, we don't. don't. We'll probably be reaching out to people that we know will get yeah. into these shows. Yeah, so. for stuff we don't watch together or either we might do both of us and have on somebody else, uh, depending on, you know, uh, what the show is and things like that. Uh, but I'm excited because I know a lot of you guys ask us all the time, you know, what shows do you watch? What do you enjoy? And these, these are shows that we watch and we love. And, uh, we enjoy, and I, I'm so looking forward, uh, to it. So if you are a premium customer, you got another spinoff show. Yeah. Get your can, money's worth. Hopefully we can do stuff like, you know, cause we watch a lot of stuff. Yes, Attack, we do. Uh, all this adult swim stuff, Attack on Titan, Titan, just a ton of stuff that we would love to 
to review and just kind of go on the record with, with and uh have people talk to us about yes yeah, so more of those are going to be coming out i also did a new medium talk episode why aren't you uh i interviewed this lady uh sarah Mm-hmm. from smart bitches trashy books oh, that was actually a great interview for those of you that are premium that have not heard it that was actually a really great interview and a great insight yeah it was really fun to do um she was a great guest yes she was um like f- not just funny but also um you know she knew a lot um uh, mm-hmm. for people that you know even for people that aren't into quote-unquote romance novels uh sarah wendell really um drops a lot of knowledge Knowledge. yes she does stuff that i didn't know i mean we we made jokes we've read articles about monster porn Mm -hmm. novels on here she talks about that uh we talk about you know the the dynamics of sexual fantasies and fiction um meeting authors uh we talked about uh so much stuff Mm -hmm. it was just a fun discussion and uh you know we talked about race yes you know and and uh you know she was very prepared to talk about it and knew so much yes she did uh we even she even recommended some books at the end for people to check out yeah, so. so those of you that love not uh, just love reading in general uh, uh and love novels or love novels uh that are considered quote-unquote trashy but they're just regular books you know it, it's sex and sexuality in it but i think uh when it comes to that a lot of people just assume it's a bunch of fucking in it yeah, you get to find out about some of the uh, stuff that I read in my mom's novels that Duh! she might not know about. No, I don't, I don't think she does. But um, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, this show is sponsored. It's sponsored by AdamandEve.com. Let me find some sexy music because, you know, I can't be, uh, definitely can't be using uh, uh, <laughs> Dead Press. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think Adam and Eve would approve on that. That turns somebody off. Yeah, let's see what we can do. For them light skin lovers out there. Can you feel it, baby? I can. Leonard Brothers, Justin, Ty, and, <laughs> and ladies. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Hmm? Have you been thinking about surprising? your lover with an adventurous new tour adult movie it's almost valentine's guys yes it is you want to stick it in then you got to start planning ahead here's an offer you won't be able to resist go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only you get 50 percent off of just about any item but that's not all in addition to that you also get 50 percent off of just about i mean you also get three free adult dvds yeah. Free, 100% off. Yeah, those are 100% off. For a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift that's so sensual, I can't mention it on the radio, but it's probably light skin. Am I right, guys? Oh, you know it so. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, they are not teasing. Mm -mm. But you'll be teasing her or him with these toys. So check it out, adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off of one item when you put in the code TBGWT. When you go check out and you get three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping, code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. That's right, guys. And it's, um, uh, you know, it's almost Valentine's Day. It is. Uh, it'll Friday. be here Friday, mm-hmm. which is going to be a big day. It's already a date night. Yeah. No, hopefully you won't be somewhere where it snows and then you'll be stuck in the house. Right. Right. So make sure you guys go do that, man. Um, This is the perfect time to go out. A lot of... 
women you're gonna start seeing let's see it's the 10th so listen to me and listen well fellas okay you're gonna start seeing a lot of women start tweeting some stupid shit mm-hmm. now i know you're thinking what do you mean they, they probably believe what kind of stupid shit right i'm talking about stuff like oh i don't want to go out on valentine's day anyway uh valentine's day is stupid yeah they will be saying that you're gonna get a lot of that um uh you know dudes these days are you know not forward enough they they you know nobody asks me on a date because men don't talk and blah 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 and i know what you're thinking it's kind of confusing okay it's kind of confusing because 362 uh, days of the year you kind of get a lot of women like uh, you don't own me in street harassment don't approach me uh you need to have some sense and they're right you do need to have some sense yes you do now but it's not too late no okay i'm talking it ain't too late on the 14th you understand what Mm -hmm. i'm saying guys there's gonna be a lot of women that are just now realizing and you got you got about a good i'm gonna say let's see it's 10 you have another 48 hours before you start the plan okay guys so Mm -hmm. don't do it yet Mm -mm. but you know you've been keeping an eye on some ladies in your city that you're into all right the desperation that they will have starting 1201 a.m on the 13th is palpable oh lord and i'm saying that is when you strike you have 48 hours wait 48 hours but they're gonna start weighing their options and the options are stay at home and scandal ain't on y'all no, we sure ain't. Ain't nothing on TV on mm-hmm. Friday night. Not Friday. It was Thursday. They they might be all right. Stay home with an empty stomach. Maybe cook for yourself, order out. I don't know. Or let you take her out, treat her to a nice meal, show her a good time. The stock is never going to get lower, Okay. After the 14th, it's over. Self-esteem back to 100. Fuck these niggas. I don't need them. Put my Beyonce on and I'm walking away. It's nothing. <laughs> but on the 13th at midnight until about 6 o'clock probably on, on the 14th, that is the time to strike. All right? And, no, and maybe she rejects you. But trust me, if you didn't get it in from the 13th to the 14th, you never were going to. Ain't that the truth. You you were not on her list, baby. This is the ultimate time. It's too late to 14th. She back. She's, mm-mm. These are, you know, now on the 14th, now she doesn't uh, even answer the text messages to the fifth text. You know what I'm saying? Like on the 14th, all the rule, the 90-day rule is back. All the rules are back. Yeah. But on the 13th, on the 13th, nigga, Oh, you can you can definitely get her to go out with you. You can at least that's the closest you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. I don't care if she say I'm just gonna sit in. I haven't had time to plan. She will find a way if she want to go out. If she wants, to and go she out. probably want to go out. Every it's like the prom. I hate the prom till I get invited to the prom. Now I love the prom. Yeah. I want a dress. I can't wait to get that corsage. Take these pictures. I just been saving the money. I I put the money aside for the prom dress, even though somehow I hate the prom. Think about yeah. it. <laughs> but you have to allow them to want to go, man. 
okay if not they're gonna be doing some like you know how many women are gonna get invited to do like uh girl why don't we just go out by ourselves they don't want to do that shit <laughs> they would love to tell their girls no going out with my, i'm going out with this dude what girls am i ask you out <laughs> you broke lonely bitch bye <laughs> solidarity is for single women that's what that is <laughs> they can't wait cannot wait to stab their friends on the back floss i won't be tweeting tonight girls i'll be out on a date have a good one still long trust me one is the loneliest number and two is the luckiest number you might get some ah. i'm not saying you will you might though just to complete the set for the story to tell mm. girl he was cool did y'all do it mm. i no, i don't kiss and tell but yes i know your ass is sitting ah. at home by yourself I'm just saying, bro, that you might feel like these women are inapproachable. You might be, uh, you might be intimidated by them on a daily basis. You see them, the things they tweet, the things they Facebook about. It can be off-putting. And I know as men, you know, it, unfortunately in society, we've been given the role of the pursuer. True. And, uh, and even with all this new gender equivalency shit, somehow it ain't trickled down into the dating arena. We still mm-hmm. supposed to be the ones to ask them out. Mm-hmm. It, that shit ain't equal yet nope so get nope. To, so get to asking it's this is the best time this right now is a buyer's market you understand yeah, what i'm saying yes it is 14th seller's market yeah 13th buyer's market you see what i'm saying i cannot stress this enough yeah get 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 a get on it and, and the thing also is that uh if women ask men a lot of times men don't even know how to handle that shit that's why a lot of women are like fuck it, i'm not asking because yeah if i ask you i don't know how you're gonna handle you it. you know what who gives a fuck it that's, doesn't matter that's true. women don't ask because it doesn't fucking matter they don't have to that's they true. don't, they don't have to. to if they do ask whatever happens happens but they don't have to ask no, is the point don't. our society and it's not anybody's fault this is society society has been like for thousands of years this is the way it's gonna be and this is the way it has been this is the way it always will be mm-hmm. it takes it'll take centuries to deprogram all that shit if ever what i do know is if you have your eye on a few ladies i don't even make you only need one of them to say yes i think that's true just one go ahead hit that dm box dog it's plenty of them you got facebook Te- send that instagram text. google plus mm-hmm. send that text Worst thing she could say is no, and trust me, if she says no on the 13th, she was going to say no every Any other day, day of the year. year. You can finally say it's over. I'm and free. She don't on. like me. Yeah, she don't like me. Yep, and move How on. do you know? I asked her if she wanted to go out on the fucking 13th, and what did she say? No. no. She's never going to go out with you. Mm-mm. If she don't got plans, dog, that's the time, man. You're going to see... I know how it's going to look when you see them tweeting about Valentine's Day is bullshit. What it's really saying is nobody asked me out. Nobody asked me out. Well, the person that I wanted to ask me out yeah. didn't ask me out. Nobody. And, and by that time, right. And if he ain't asked, then nobody asked her out. You see what I'm saying? Ah, okay, so you true. slide up in there. He done fucked up. Yeah, he sure did. You come in there like the cleanup man. Okay. You come in there and you help her out, dog. I, I cannot stress this enough. I know a lot of it's this is a Valentine's Day sale. Yeah, it is. This is the closest you're gonna get to a Valentine's and Day. And it's sale. on a Friday, so it's like, you know, technically it'd be Valentine's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. 
this is a valentine's day sale man you got to do it man this is the pre valentine's day sale uh you, you gotta you gotta do this guys do not do not pass this opportunity up i know a lot of guys we always you know and i'm with y'all i i, I don't like this idea of approaching women and being all forceful and shit i like organic shit to just kind of blow and bloom but if you're gonna ask mm-hmm. now is the time it is now is the time dog she's gonna say no every other day of the year of course mm-hmm. how do you come with that she gonna put that beyonce and dance ass away from you i'm telling you dog she would love to floss you know what she would love to do she would love to cancel her plans on her girls on the 14th she would love it of course oh we were supposed to watch a marathon scandal oh girl i got a date i got a date yeah i got a date i know what oh no i didn't tell you about it oh no she'll lie oh he talked uh weeks ago we've been planning this for a while he's like ah. for a long long time i just i just forgot to tell you but you just said the other day i know slipped my mind i was looking at my google calendar and I got sedate. So you're going to have to slip my mind. You're going to have to eat the bonbons and the ice cream by yourself, girl. It's daytime. So I'm telling you guys. I'm yeah, trying I to know help I y'all. love them frosting on them cupcakes, but uh, y'all can eat it without me. Mm hmm. She can buy she can buy that shit for herself any other day of the year. Yes, you can. You about to give her free steak and salad and whatever you got to buy. But you're going to go do that now. And you'll look like she'll be appreciative too like oh i wasn't gonna do shit anyway or she'll say no and if that case then fuck it move on to the next person it never was gonna happen it never was gonna happen okay doesn't happen now it's never gonna happen and in fact like roger said you'll be free so you can say okay check her off the list Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so uh let's get into let's get into the show okay there's a lot of a lot of stuff happening these days (sighs) the big news this sports news i'm sure we'll be talking about on balls deep as well marcus smart was banned three games for shoving a fan Mm, 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 mm. i know that's what you're gonna say Mm, mm, mm. uh marcus smart he's a player for um oklahoma state one of the uh best uh players in the country uh people are believing he'll be at least a lottery uh prospect in the nba which means a top like i want to say 13 pick or something uh he was trying to block somebody's shot fouled the guy fell into the stands got up it looked like he heard someone call him something and then he wouldn't push that person person i didn't think the push was that hard but he pushed a fan which you know obviously harkens back to like the indiana pacers the the detroit pistons Mm -hmm. uh that malice at the palace where the the three or four pacers went into the arena and fought the fans and shit Mm -hmm. so um it's been very polarizing because uh marcus smart got suspended three games uh the fan who says he didn't say anything too bad um he says he called him a piece of crap and uh there were, you know you can see on the replay there's three of there's like two or three people pushing or, or like talking to the to the player like very weird it's honestly very weird to, to me but you know 
adults are yelling at this college kid come on down okay i'm coming calm down uh but they're yelling at this college kid and then uh you see the kid react to something push the the, the older dude and then uh gets restrained and like goes to the bench and he continues his tantrum for quite a while like y- kick y- the y- chair y- yes and- he does it and i think uh for me uh the thing is the reason why i said come on now is because like i say when it comes to well no finish your say go ahead finish before i before i start talking go ahead all right so um he has he continues his tantrum for a while he gets he only gets a technical foul in the game mm-hmm. which means he stays in the game but you know that team shoots a free throw or whatever uh, apparently there's no real rules in the book for pushing the fan mm-hmm. uh that has not happened before or something you know and probably unimaginable to happen in college anyway uh sh- shit it was unimaginable in the pros until it happened right mm-hmm. so uh the fallout is he gets suspended three games i watched the press conference his coach to me and his ad they supported him without supporting him like where they say he's a good kid let's not crucify him he had uh he lost his you know lost his marbles for a second lost his composure reacted to something and flipped out right and that's only because he's a high prospect if yeah yeah if he was just like some bench rider they wouldn't have said a word probably nope. when they had a press conference so he also now court this is where things get a little dicey smart says the guy called him a nigger the fan says i just called him a piece of crap the audio from the clip it is almost doctored because the only thing you can hear is piece of crap and that's it like you can't hear anything else in the audio that they released from the school which is kind of odd because you think you would hear stuff before and after that but it's just mm-hmm. a piece of crap you know um so I'm, so i'm kind of worried that you know it could be a cover-up it could not you know and people are reacting very strongly mm-hmm. a lot of people are like he shouldn't have been suspended a lot of people are like well the fan should be suspended but the fan all he, he's he's quote unquote a super fan which means uh jeff Orr, which probably means he gives a lot of money and goes to all the games because mm. in college they're run by boosters you know mm-hmm. so you give a lot of money and then you get you know tickets and you know get to meet the players and all this stuff and obviously he's a super fan of the other team you know not not smart's team um uh texas tech was the other team so so basically he volunteered to not attend the rest of the the rest of the games as a fan which means like three or four games i think in the regular season he wouldn't go to uh he texts somebody that he was ashamed of what he said the person texts him back like what exactly did you say and he never responded um so that you know um he released a statement he said i would like to take this opportunity to offer my sincere apologies to marcus smart oklahoma state toby smith and texas Tech's men's basketball program my actions last night were inappropriate and do not reflect myself at texas tech a university i'd love dearly i regret calling mr smart a piece of crap but i want to make it known that i did not use a racial slur of any kind um so uh go ahead what were you gonna say uh, we had came home and this they was doing the Prince conference. I have several issues with this, and we've kind of, we've talked about it before. Uh, when it comes to college and just the way it's set up and the way uh, a lot of fans respond and react to quote unquote student athletes. Um, at the end of the day, 
a lot of people justify them as being student athletes by saying that they get scholarships and they get paid in scholarships. Um, a scholarship is not a paycheck and a scholarship does not add anything to their bank account. Period. So you're not, you know, they're doing, uh, they're working more hours than some uh, grown ass adults do and they're doing it technically for free. Mm-hmm. Um, even though people don't consider it for free, I consider it for free. And these athletes create, create millions and millions and millions of dollars for the NCAA, for the universities, just the whole college structure in general. Also, they create money for other sports that don't draw in as much money. They also, especially when it comes to basketball and football, for most schools are like their number one sports. And the majority of these sports are predominantly black. Um, and it's just one of those things where uh, they are considered uh, children until they do certain things. And all of a sudden they are, quote unquote, adults. Um, and the whole situation upsets me because the way the structure is designed is designed where if you do anything, we can quote unquote, hold your scholarship over you or hold it where we can basically ruin your career where you can't go to the NBA or whatever the case may be. And so it's designed where you have to show empathy. You have to show sympathy and you have to apologize. It's designed like that. Why? Because you have nothing and we have all the power. The system is designed like that. And this is one reason why a lot of people uh, uh, say they don't like professional sports because NBA athletes make billions of dollars. They go, fuck you, and they don't have to show empathy and sympathy and apologize. So a lot of people uh, like the fact that I, quote, unquote, own you. You are part of my team, and I own you. Um, and I think a lot of people feel ownership. And I do think that there well, is... This, well, this dude is actually on the other team. You know, this is a fan of the other school. But 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 even with that, it's, it's still one of those things where you go, you're a college student. So in his mind, he paid to be there. So mm-hmm. he feels like he has the right to say to that student whatever he feels because he paid to be there. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the thing is, this no, no amount of money that you pay gives you the right to talk to somebody who's doing a job for free. He's not getting paid. And the thing about it is that he talked to, you know, he talked to that child. Uh, and a lot of people wouldn't even deal with this at a job they get paid for but you expect this child to take any or a young adult to just deal with anything they expect athletes to be not human they expect you to not respond they expect you to keep your emotions always in check they expect you just 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 to sit there and just deal with people saying all kinds of crazy shit to you and, and talking to you and calling you out your name because at the end of the day uh, the thing about it is that I do have a problem with the student not getting suspended and, and the person, yeah, he quote unquote gave his seats up to make it look like they didn't tell him he had, which they probably didn't, but odds are because his name became public, his face was being showed all over the world. So there's no telling what kind of, uh, because of uh, media and, and, and the way it's designed, there's no telling what kind of threats he may receive and shit like that. He was like, I know I better not show my ass to the games. Well, he already has been the subject of a documentary about Texas Tech. And they're super fan, you know, like, hey, look at super fan Jeff Orr. So it's not like he's not like people know him. He's a staple of the community. And and, and, and the, the the thing about and, and, and I guess because I'm on the outside looking in, uh, no matter how much you are a staple of the community in that situation, you're, you're still a grown adult. And the thing is, like, you, you, you're badgering the students. And I've heard before that, that he's had incidents in the past with, you know, doing this. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where you, you, you have a history of this. And so somebody responds and all of a sudden, uh, j- 
just because the just the dynamic of the um college athletics and like you said because it's, it's quote-unquote polarizing because he responded and he was human and he just showed his flaws you know everybody acts like um he's just supposed to receive how can i say this how can, the whole situation just makes me ill just because of the structure of the ncaa and the way it's designed and and just that press conference to me was just so fucked up because they was like he's a good student and all that but at the same time you know, and, and it's just one of those things where Dave was just trying to, the, I think the only reason why they suspended him was because they didn't want to do with the backlash. Like, look, we got to do something. We just can't let you continue to play. Um, and it's one of those things where he even came out and apologized and stuff like that. The whole situation just makes Who is he in this situation? The, the, and also when you say he has a history of this, who is he? The, um, the Texas Tech super fan. That like, Jeff like, Orr. Yes, I've heard he's a, he has a history of, of harassing uh, players. Yes. Okay. And when you say he even came out and apologized, are you also talking about Jeff Orr or someone else? The student athlete. Okay, so you're talking about Marcus Smart. Yes. Okay. Uh, came out and made a press conference and apologized and things like that. And it, and it's just one of those things with just, with just the whole situation, just to an extent, just turns me off to a lot of college sports. I know we talked about this. Like, I watch a few games, but a lot of it just turns me off because, like I say, um, they're not getting paid, but they're doing adult, adult, uh, they're working adult hours in my mind. Well, it's like we say, day schools can't teach us shit, okay? My people need freedom. Oh, Lord. Um, no, well, here's the thing I would say. I think that, um, the school, um, and the coaches, I mean, when the suspension gets handed down, I don't think it's, uh, it doesn't really, like, a suspension has to be given. I just don't think there's any way out of this to say, you can push a fed and nothing will happen. I understand that. No matter what the situation it was, is. even if, um, you know, it, only if it was like, uh, maybe self defense, you know, it, like mm-hmm. someone hit you and then you swung back. And even then there's a chance you get suspended anyway. True. Um, so I think he had to get suspended. I don't, you know, I don't want him to get suspended. There's really no good solution from that. Um, I think the coaches in the 80, they missed the athletic director. I think they missed, uh, um, they missed what could have been a moment that changes you from being legendary to just another coach and AD who will be fired in three to four years and mm-hmm. take a new job. Mm-hmm. Because I think what they should have done in public was support the kid, Marcus Smart, and said, you know, we believe Marcus. We think that he was called a racial slur. Um, because fuck that other school. Number yeah. one, you There's, don't, you don't coach there. That ain't that the truth. Fuck them, fuck their fans. Like, I don't know where this shit came in where it's like, I'm a coach and I just want to say they're a good program. Fuck them. Okay. Like, what's wrong with a good old fashioned college rivalry? Um, secondly, you know who else watched that press conference? Recruits. Recruits yes, that want to go to college to play basketball. And if I'm a kid that thinks about going to college to play basketball and I see a coach go out there and say, look, we believe Marcus. We support Marcus 100%. He has to go and serve the suspension. But I could never understand exactly what he's feeling. Because yeah. you're a white dude. He's a black kid. You you getting called a, any, any word would never equate to him being called a nigger in public, mm-hmm. in, in front of all those people on national TV. Nothing you can say can equate to it and the optics of any person telling uh any person that's not black telling somebody how they should and shouldn't react to the word uh nigger when it's thrown at them 
it's always going to look bad. It's always a losing argument. So yes, all is. the mothers, all the fathers, all the family members, all the recruits, all these African-American kids who are thinking about going to play basketball. Mm-hmm. If I see that press conference last night, I'm like, yeah, not there. And Ain't people, that the truth. A lot of people were like, well, what do you expect? Who would have done that? I tell you who would have, who would have came out and defended the kid. Coach Kyle Perry would have. Mm-hmm. And that's why Coach Kyle stays getting those number one, one, one and done. I'm out recruits. Yep. I know people, you know, speculate that the kids getting paid and shit. I really don't even think they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. Like I, if they are probably the same at every program, but still, I don't even think he pays those kids because he doesn't have to. All he has to say is you will go to the NBA. Just come here. Ain't that the truth? You know, you're not like, if you don't have, if you're a, cause you know, the coaches can't help that they're white dudes. You are, you can't tell that kid what, what he should and should, or you can't tell him how it feels to be in that situation. True. That being said, what they said in the press conference is mostly right. You can ruin your reputation in, in one act. Yes, you can. A lot of people looking at this moment don't really care or feel any empathy in that situation. They're just like, you can't be touching these fans. True. Everyone understands that's a lie. Yes, they do. So I think, um, you know, they, they were right, but I would have told Marcus that privately. Yes. Like, look, man, um, I don't understand what you're going through, but listen, it doesn't really matter. You can't be hitting these fucking fans, dog. Like Mm -hmm. you can't push them. You can't do any of this shit because the eye is on you. And unfortunately, there's a double standard here where people don't give a fuck no, they don't. about being right or wrong. They just nope. know what you shouldn't do. That's right. So, you know, you hurt your teammates. Also, it was a rash decision. Obviously, he didn't have time to think about it. I mm-hmm. guarantee if he could go back, he probably wouldn't do the shit just because of how much trouble it caused. He's now going to miss three games, two of them against ranked opponents. Um, and they already were having trouble with a losing streak. Uh, he was already kind of struggling, you know, with the shooting and stuff. So you already got a problem, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that he feels, uh, he probably does feel bad. Uh, he apologized. He didn't even read a statement. He just straight up apologized. Like, which I think was the best thing for him to do. Yeah. And I guarantee he feels sorry. Yeah. I guarantee he feels bad. He's the best player on the team. He's leaving his team in a lurch for three games, uh, in a very pivotal part of the season. Uh, pivotal to part of the season and and i think that um you know everybody else is going to get into some stuff other stuff but before we get into that i just want to say the way they handled it i think was fine but it could have been done better mm-hmm. if the i think a, a a true g of a coach comes out there and, and has that kid's back yes and if i'm if i'm a father of a ncaa quality athlete i'm like i want my kid to go play for that guy Yes, because that's a guy who, like I said, privately you tell Marcus, "Hey, you fucked up, man, and you can't do that." I don't. It doesn't even matter the situation. It doesn't even really matter what the guy said. Mm-mm. I know it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. I know it's fucked up, and it's, it's not fair. Yeah, and just and just uh, explain that, and and I think that, um, yeah, I do think that they could have did the conference differently, and I think just the way it was coming out, like you said, if I had a child, I'd be like, you know what, cross them off of your list, honey. Yeah, I wouldn't let my kid go play for him. No. You know, cause it, it was just so like, all right, man, let's just, let's just, let's just get this over with. You know, let's, hey guys, just don't, don't crucify him. You know, like, and I know people have, people have so, such low expectations of NCAA institutions mm-hmm. because they traditionally have treated players like shit. That's the yes. deal. Yes. 
so that's why people were like well at least they said they didn't say kill him you know like people were like ah like people were telling me like well at least they didn't do this i'm like but that's such a low expectation yes it is i'm talking about the difference between a great coach and just an okay okay coach you know i feel like a great coach cusses marcus ass out in the back and then goes on the front of the goes out there in front of people and and says fuck y'all this is our program don't worry about how we run our shit but i'll tell you this much your fans need to learn some fucking decorum and they didn't even address the fans nope and that's the problem that they I were had. just like well you know texas tech fan fan unruliness has gotten out of fucking control and this is yes, the part this is the part that i really wanted to talk about and I just want to separate the two issues. Okay. So okay. we talked about Marcus Smart in that fucking press conference. Okay. Now we can talk about the fans. This is the shit that I have a problem with. Mm. I don't watch the NCAA as much anymore. I don't watch football pretty much at all. Like only maybe the championship Chip bowl games, or yeah. like if I'm flipping channels or something, but I don't like I, I used to never miss a UNC Carol, a, a Tar Heels game. Like true. I would even good or bad, bad. I just would, Hey, let me go watch my team play some football. I don't watch that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't because the NCAA is so corrupt and crooked, but more important than the NCAA's game, like just, you know, that's their hustle. To me, I can't watch the shit because the fans mm-hmm. and even when we're rooting for the same team, I feel like we're not on the same side Mm -mm. by which I mean, I see those kids as kids. They see those kids as people who are quote unquote lucky to play a game, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and who wouldn't have never been found without the school finding them. Right. People who are, you know, like they don't have a skill set. Like somehow someone just found those kids and gave them money and said, come play football. They also see the kids as you know people who are getting paid to play because mm-hmm. they're getting quote-unquote paid in the scholarship to which i say that's like paying me in arcade tokens sure it's valuable as long as i spend them at an arcade but it's not you know it's not, not valuable, valuable. You're, they're not getting they're not giving you anything no they're not you're earning it yes you are you earn it with your play you earn it with your preparation you earn it with your practice you earn it with your grades even you know and the ncaa is so such a hustle and fans jump back and forth to defend it because i think they don't want to admit that fans are part of the problem yes they are and this is the ultimate you know example of that where you have these guys who scrutinize these kids you know you go to any college message board they're talking about 16 17 year old kids and like what school they want to go to and why if they don't go to their school all of a sudden it's like fuck that kid and calling them names and yeah, harassing them especially with social media harassing them on facebook harassing them on twitter these are children during basketball games i've seen signs referring to people's dead grandparents and parents okay you serious yeah yeah it's not you know uh signs using slurs like this is not none of this shit is new Fans have gotten out of control in the time, in my lifetime, even. Like, they have just lost all that class. Like, you know, um, I remember, um, Chris Paul, you know, a player that I'm not really a huge fan of, but in college, I remember, uh, one school he played at, they made a, like, it was, it was kind of like a legendary moment that they talked about his grandfather being dead while he was shooting free throws. Like, this kind of shit, where it's just like, Y'all do realize this is just a fucking game. 
and but that's the real person that you're talking about right like With this feelings is not and emotions yeah he's not a robot he's not no. a he's not a video game creation he's a human being but people have lost that humanity as fans that they want these athletes to be the ultimate ultimate example of humanity on the court so if i do call you the n-word i expect you to rise above it if I talk about your grandfather being dead, somehow you have to rise above that. It's not on me as a fan to rise above that. It's not on the coaches of those institutions to raise the level of class shown in their in the atmosphere of their games. You know, um, the difference between a great coach and these 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 charlatans is uh, like I remember Coach K one time. Um, I can't remember if it was during a UNC game or another team, but the fans were acting fucking insane. They were chanting some shit. I think they were chanting bullshit or something like that. And he stopped the game and addressed the audience. was like, hey, cut this shit out. Because it's not cool. He's like, we're going to have some class. And I was like, that's a leader. That's why you're going to get recruits. Because if I got a kid that's good at basketball, go play for that man. He got integrity. Ain't that the truth? And 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 it's and it's, and it's one of those things that um when I look at it and and not only in college, it even stands to the pros because you even see like the thing with Joe Kim Noah, if I'm pronouncing his name right, where that lady got all up in his face that time. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, motherfucker, I don't care how much you pay, th- these people are not slaves. And for some reason, people think that I paid, I own you. It's the ownership. And also, I think a lot of the anger and a lot of the bitterness and a lot of people get upset because it's not them. They want to do this shit. They wish that they could live that that athletic life. They wish they could get all the bitches, get all the hoes or whatever it may be. They wish they could have the money or whatever it may be. It's a lot of jealousy and anger and bitterness that comes from a lot of these fans that are predominantly white a lot of times that are jealous of people that are predominantly black. And it's one of those things where me as a black person, I, I, I just see them as athletes regardless of the color of skin. I root for the students a lot of times. Well, because I have family members that look like those kids. I have, like to me, uh, to me, uh, uh, somebody that's, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 playing basketball in the NCAA is still a kid to me. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that, 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 they don't stop being a kid because they play a sport. No. You're still a fucking kid. Yes, you like are. I didn't know shit when I was that age. I know I did. But when you hear people talk about these athletes, they act like they're supposed to be grown men. Just even the idea of signing to a school is crazy to me because who makes a decision at 17 Team. about something you want to do for the rest of your, your fucking life? I don't know what fucking school, I don't even know what I'm going to major in. When I was 17, I changed my major two or three times when I was 17, 18. So, but you have these people that hold these kids to these crazy standards. And I think when you get into a kid's 20 year old face and maybe call them a racial slur or you know, even minimum a piece of crap yelling in this guy's face, I can see why he might push you. I ain't saying it's right, but mm-hmm. I understand. I, I, I do too. And, and, and it's, and it's, and it's just one of those things where, uh, People, like you say, we live in a society where fans are not held accountable, but the students are always held accountable for their actions and what they do. And it's just something, like I say, me on the outside looking in, it makes me mad. It makes me very, very upset because for some reason, uh, fans separate the humanity from the student athletes. And then also you go back, especially when people make the stupid ass arguments. Well, when I went to school, I didn't get this. I didn't get that. Motherfucker, ain't nobody coming to watch you get your biology degree. Ain't nobody coming in there watching you 
you teach, they come to watch the people perform. That's what they're yeah, coming. The kids create revenue for the school. Yes, they do. And they, so, mm. I'm sorry. And they are also the reason why your tuition is, tuition is high anyway, but the reason why your tuition isn't as high as it should be is because they bring in millions of dollars to help keep the costs low. Like all that new equipment that you got, the new dorms that you got, the new science center that you got, the new science beakers that you got. A lot of this shit came from the athletes, and it's one of those things where the school benefits off their sweat and tears, and everybody everybody profits from it but the student. Even if your tuition is high, it's because of the athletes. Because a lot of motherfuckers are paying so they can go to uh, eight Ohio State games a year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not, um, like, it's, this is big money. This is big time. Like, so it doesn't matter. Like, if your tuition went up, it's also because you want to go see Florida State football and that ticket is part of the fucking admission you know what i mean um the other thing too that i think is you know gets lost in the shuffle here um these athletes they get up at five Mm -hmm. they gotta run you gotta go to practice you gotta eat at a certain time you have to have all your classes done by a certain time you have to have study hall then you have to go practice at night um you can't get a job you can't get any money from any other source you can only like they make you their hoe and you have to do the same shit that, uh, you know, a pimp would do, you know, so, uh, or a pimp, you know, they do the same shit that a pimp would do to a hoe and they make sure that you got, you know, you got to be choosing. They keep you on a one year scholarship. A lot of people think, Oh, this guy's been in school four years. He got a four year scholarship. No, Mm-mm. every scholarship is on a year to year basis. It's how they keep players from unionizing. It's how they mm-hmm. keep them from trying to uh, revolt against the conditions that they play in mm-hmm. and organize. Cause they go, Oh, we'll just get a new crop of guys in here. So they don't commit to anybody. Your commitment is one way though. Cause if you want to go to another school, you have to sit out a year. You can't use a scholarship. Coaches. You have to try out for that team again. Then you get a scholarship, but you've lost a year of eligibility. Now, let's talk about the other part of this that is major that people don't want to discuss. The hustle is the NCAA has become the developmental league for the professional sports of football and basketball. Yep. Okay, this is not this is not some shit that they do with other sports. Hockey, not a problem. Baseball, not, not a problem. problem. Tennis, golf, not a problem. But they could actually be pros at 17, 18 years but, old. But the thing that these two sports have in common People will pay money to see them. Nobody gives a fuck about the tennis team. Mm -mm. But people will pay money to see it. So they trap these guys into a funnel system into the pros because the pros have a direct relationship with them. It's a reason that there's no fucking games on Saturday in in the NFL at the same time a college player, a college team is playing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's a reason. Like it's not the shit is an accident. Yeah, this isn't. It's by design. Like there's a reason. Um, there's a reason that they oh, we're, they don't say directly you had to go to college, but oh uh, well, it'll be two years after the graduating class of your high school. What are you supposed to do for those two years? Travel to fucking Earth like motherfucking uh came from Kung Fu? No, you're gonna go and play college football mm-hmm. because it's how you get the eyes on you. It's the only way you're gonna get on national TV. The NC, uh, the NFL and the NBA, they can make, they could actually take it over. They can say, look, no age limit. If you want to come play for NBA team, you can do it. That's how it used to be. Or even better, they could go, um, you can go play in the NBDL for a couple years and then we'll, we'll draft you to our league. You don't have to go to college. We'll, we'll, we'll see how good you are. They're not going to do that shit. Mm-mm. The relationship is reciprocal. 
and then, and so every year you hear these guys floating out well maybe they should raise the age to 20 what they're really saying is maybe we should get two years of free labor from these guys two years of them risking their acls ligaments and come on you know now. all their joints and but, all their but, bones yeah because what they also don't talk about is that a lot of people assume like if these athletes get hurt mm-hmm. people assume they have medical coverage that's false you too. can get cut from the team it's a year to year scholarship yeah, in the first place too. I just, we read an article on uh ballsy sports a couple weeks ago about a swimmer who had mental health issues uh she was raped uh then she became like um uh, I think it's called bipolar or manic depressive. One of the two of those. Um, she needed mental help. Um, she hurt her back. They kicked her off the team. Mm-hmm. She committed suicide not too long after that. Um, and you know, in, in the university, of course, two football players raped her. They didn't, they didn't look into that. They were cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and like I said, she hurt her back by scholarship, by all medical benefits associated with scholarships. So I, I feel like a lot of people, do this whole um you know like there's this whole disconnect with the ncaa where it's like yeah i really don't want to admit because this is the this is the bigger part of this that i'm part of the problem yeah and it's one of those things where if you if put like this people when it comes to sports period people like to watch sports to uh get away from reality and when you bring reality into something that people feel like is joy and happiness and they show uh, associate all these positive things, you piss people off. Now, fuck. Now I got to think about the athletes. I don't give a fuck. I just want to watch and play my game and drink my beer, do whatever the fuck I want to, and just cheer my team on. I don't want to have to deal with reality because I have to deal with reality every day. And when you start challenging people to actually think outside the box, they get mad, they get angry, they don't want to hear about it, and they make excuses because they don't want to deal with the reality that the shit is fucked up and they are a part of the issue and part of the problem that keep these situations from never changing. Yeah, one of the reasons that a lot of people don't want, like the reason that Marcus Smart has to go away the reason that any kid who like sells a jersey to get some spending money has to go away. Uh, the reason that, you know, a kid that, uh, um, you know, uh, what, like anything that stands out, you know, that, 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 that shows them that, that they could possibly have some agency within themselves. The reason that has to go away is because it reminds people that players are human. That's I remember right. like the biggest violation a player can have in the NCAA is reminding everybody of their humanity mm-hmm. because then you start thinking of them less as a professional athlete, athlete. less as just a person uh, for a, a mercenary for sports to help fund the rest of the school. And you start thinking of them of a person like, and that, and that oh, is the one my thing child or my daughter, it becomes more personal. That's the one thing that can hurt the NCAA in the long run is people waking up to the fact that these are people. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up around these people. I don't know these people. You know, when I went to school, I didn't hang out with these guys, but they're still fucking people yes, they are. and they're, and they're getting kind of a raw deal. You know, if like, like people, <laughs> people try to pretend to be jealous of these guys, but I'm, I mean, well, they are jealous, but it's like, if I if you offer me payment and scholarship, I go fuck you. Where's my money? Come on now. I don't understand. Like and they and people constantly lose track of that. Like somehow that's a gift. I don't want that gift. I, I want my money. I, 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 like what I do for this university is worth literally millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. This is not a gift to me. Mm-hmm. This is shit pay for what I do. Mm-hmm. I could go to the NBA and create wealth for people and get paid get compensated 
so how do you do that you know what i mean like like that like that's the thing for me is how can you not associate um the idea of somebody being better than this i think you know um i've already said on the record like what i would do um but i see somebody asking in the question like how do you pay people how do you pay people obviously that's a whole another step but number one the first thing i would do is um release all age restrictions for the nba and the ncaa i mean like all eight all age restrictions for nfl and nba mm-hmm. that's the first because thing i do doesn't apply to other sports number one that's the first thing i do number that way you can like you don't have to trap anybody that doesn't want to be there ain't that the truth so if you're good enough to go to the nba goodbye and if you're not you won't get drafted yeah nobody wants to hear that shit secondly um i would stress student over athlete i want students i don't want just dudes that are just here to play basketball while we fucking doctor grades and have scandals and shit just to keep them on the field and the schools are complicit in this shit you know um there was just uh unc just had a tutor come out and basically blow the whistle and say hey i've educated kids who just don't even fucking know how to read they're in college they don't know how to read i believe that and they said uh shut up woman (laughs) you know what i mean like that nobody wants to hear that shit because you have to think of them as humans then like this is not their their college experience is not our college experience so the first thing I would do is turn it over to where students are the athletes, which means you're going to have a lot of less quality yeah, the, sports. The quality is not going to look tank. as good. Let's see if you really support, uh, you know, your number Real one student athletes. Yeah. Let's see if you really support the number one school when they don't have number one, two, three, four and five picks in the draft. Mm-hmm. You won't want to watch it. That's the problem. And that's what the NCAA is realizing is nobody going to want to watch what really needs to be on this field, which is less talented people who actually are in school to be in school. And then we can do away with the guys who are here to become better football and basketball players. We have to farm that out. Let the NBA, let the NFL take that over because that's what you're really trying to develop those skills for. You shouldn't be doing that in college. Mm-mm. College should not be a place you go to learn to play professional sports. That is bullshit. Ain't that the truth, baby? You know, we have places for that. They're professional sports. So you got to let people go, man. Like everybody. So everybody just thinks that they are entitled to the sweat from the back of these athletes. And you are not fucking entitled. Mm-mm. You got to accept that. Everybody's everybody cool except for the kids. The kids supposed to do for everybody. Let them go do for themselves, man. What's so bad about that? Because nobody, they're making choices and decisions yeah. on their own and you don't have a fucking say so. If college it. sports get fucked up because these kids aren't there, then fuck it. You're not entitled to your college sports. Mm-mm. You're supposed to be going there to fucking learn. Nobody wants to talk about that shit. Ain't that the You're truth. not supposed to be going there to play soccer. You're supposed to be going there to learn. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? You know what I mean? Like that, like to me, that is where people get so lost. There's like the mentality is so ingrained into them. They have lost track of what the fuck a college is supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> you like, you, you have colleges realigning their conferences on a yearly basis for television money. Yes. What part of this is about a fucking kid? None. Mm-mm. what part of this is about an education you can do that but the students can't the coaches can leave and, and, and go to another school and they don't 
put them out as ineligible and things like that. It's all about money. It's all about contracts. It's all about uh, what can put your university on a map. And all this stuff has nothing to do with the student athletes. Even the people that are not athletes, they don't have a goddamn thing to do with you either. And this, and that's why you end up with Jeff Orr. Because at the end of the day, our addiction to these sports, funded by the back of the, the sweat of these kids, creates the entitlement of a Jeff Orr. Because he goes, I give money to this university. So if I want to call him a nigger, I can call him a nigger. <laughs> and they better cover the shit up too. If I want to call him, let's not even say he said that. Let's, if, if I want to call him a piece of crap, that's okay as well. Because, mm-hmm. hey, he's on the other team. College athlete. I can tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you. you're a part of the problem too. The fact that we can't just turn this shit off and go, fuck it. I don't need to see this shit. Or, hey, you know who I would like to see? Some some athletes who are just there to get an education. Mm-hmm. Nobody want to see that shit. No, I, I, I want to see Bob in uh, you know what they uh, call chemistry. That? They call that women's sports. That's they call, sad but true. They but call that's that, sad but true. Yeah. They call that lacrosse. Yeah, they do. They, they call, call that rowing. Yeah, they call that everything you don't want to fucking Softball. watch. It's not fair, but that's the fucking truth. You want to watch uh, Marcus Smart, which makes him valuable, which moves the news cycle. But to be quite honest, if Marcus Smart wasn't there, then nobody wants to watch any of that shit. So I don't know, man. Just as long as they can keep selling the jerseys off these dudes' backs, everybody's going to be okay with it. Um, another thing that happened today involving uh, college athletes, um, a NFL prospect, Michael Sam, mm-hmm. came out of the closet. Good. Mm-hmm. Came out of the closet. Uh, you know, he's, he hasn't been drafted yet. This is a guy who's uh he was a co-defensive player of the year for the SEC, which, you know, people say the SEC is the best conference in uh, football. So it's pretty big, you know, pretty big time prospect. He's a defensive lineman. Um, he uh, he said he, t- he told his, his teammates uh, before the season started in August. And they was fine with that because, uh, motherfucker, it don't matter. Played a whole year. Mm-hmm. Nobody said shit. Mm-mm. Nobody even leaked it out on the team. Nothing. Um, there's a couple things about this story. I don't think it's necessarily that major of a story. Some people are going to lie and and some people are not. One, I think it's incredibly brave. Mm-hmm. In a world where we just had Jonathan Martin and Richie Incognito, uh, and then all the fucking stuff that was revealed about NFL locker rooms and how sophomoric and immature they can be. Yes. In a world where the 49ers uh, last year had a guy who said, we don't have no, that gay shit. We don't play that gay shit in our locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a world where Chris Cluey, uh will never play in the NFL again, but the coach that he accused of uh, using some homophobic remarks and slurs is already being an assistant coach again somewhere. Yeah, it's fucking brave. And I think it's fucking stupid for anyone to uh, imply that this is some type of PR move. As if coming out of the closet moves you up the list of draft prospects. Come on now. That's not how this works. It does not. This is not a job at some liberal uh, place. This is the fucking NFL. The same place where where a a teammate uh, on the Eagles was threatening to uh, fight any nigger at a Kenny Chesney concert. 
this is not the bashing of high-minded thought this isn't msnbc this is the nfl yeah but there's no way this moves him up the draft board yes this you know because in in general the nfl for a lot of people in our country especially with it being such a high rated sport is considered the manly man testosterone you know dick slinging sports yeah we all men up in here yeah. And for a lot of people, they want to, b- 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 back to the thing, they want to watch their football and not think about, is this man gay? There's gay athletes, y'all. They're gay. They just have not said anything. There are gay athletes. A lot of athletes don't talk about it until after they finish with their career because they don't want to deal with the backlash and the repercussions of coming out while they're playing. This is one of the first athletes that say, hey, before I get drafted, I'm going to let y'all know this up front. He like one, the NFL is going to look into your background. They have all this shit that they do when people are um, trying to become a uh, NFL player. So they might have even found some shit anyway. Mm-hmm. So so why not come out ahead of this? Yep. Rather than because have it, it discovered. Bad. It looks bad the other way. Have to lie for years Two, your teammates in college have already shown they understand. Mm-hmm. You know, they never they never had a problem with it. Uh, guess what, guys? He's been showering with people. He's been gay the whole time. He didn't like forcibly ram anybody's dick down his throat. Can you believe it? He was able to be gay and in control. Wow. What a myth dispelled. You know, so I think people have to look at that. Um, another thing about this is not a competitive advantage. You don't move mm-hmm. up on the depth chart. And I think people that say that, to me are kind of like the same people who say i don't believe in that lifestyle or if you want to make that choice where i'm starting to count them like i'm like i'm pulling out the huh you might be homophobic like that's just one of my like tip offs whenever you say someone being gay is somehow an advantage at football i kind of go huh you might be a little homophobic yeah there's some issues and problems there yeah, you might be a little homophobic, dog. Like, it just, you might, like to think, to try to stretch it into that after all the shit that people were giving Mate Teo when they just, uh, when they thought he might be gay. Yes. Remember when they were giving him shit? Like, I don't see this as this bastion of enlightenment where everybody can't wait to have a gay teammate. It's going to be so good, guys. There's already anonymous NFL GMs leaking that oh it we might not draft him because it'll be a distraction distraction already does that sound like an advantage to y'all no it does not oh, oh he'll no. be the number one pick now he's gay no no it's gonna be one of those things where they're like whoever whoever picks him honestly it's sad gonna have to deal with no matter where they go no matter when they're on tv all now all these all the nfl players have a helmet on helmet which means you odds are you cannot see their faces so whoever he goes to every game that's televised this this is going to be the story and it was like i don't want that to be the story i don't want our team to be the team with the gay dude right so it's, it's even though other players are gay they might not be open but it's like now it's going to be a story that bob costas and everybody else brings up every single time they say our team's and name. now we're going to have to have people I, also the people i'm keeping an eye on the people that go well it's not like he's jackie robinson nobody's saying he's jackie robinson dog. sure ain't we're just saying he's the first openly gay uh potential nfl athlete mm-hmm. that's it 
the only people making a big deal of it to me are the people trying to downplay it yep because it is brave yes, it, it is, is a news story yes, it, is. it is worth covering mm-hmm. and at the end of the day the only thing that's gonna matter is can he play football or can he not but if you're gonna pretend like this shit doesn't matter yeah. to gay people out there in the world to kid to kids to role models to, to like to people that are looking like hey you know what else is matters to to fucking bigots and closed-minded people because i feel like once and for all we can prove see guys it's not a big deal because the shit matters. And I'm tired yes. of motherfuckers trying to say it doesn't matter because they don't want to think about his humanity. That's the only reason you want you want to dismiss it so you don't want to think about it. You don't want to think about the logistics of, oh, this dude's gay. Oh, yeah, he plays football. He's on his team. Yeah, gay I, I hope people treat him well. Mm-mm, that don't coexist, right? You ain't know that, dog? Well, not just humanity. Things that make players individuals people don't like. Yeah. You know? But it's a distraction to the team. He's gay. What is this? Is this a second dick on the jumbotron? I don't think so. <laughs> ah! It'll be fine. Yes, it will be. So I, I think that people, people say it's not a big deal. So, uh, ironically, some stories hit the news that, um, uh, that also have to do with, uh, some gay things. Uh, Bauchi, Nigeria, um, there's a new law as Nigeria tries to sanitize itself of gays. What's well, sanitized? Clean? The gay the the penalty for gay sex under the local Islamic law is death by stoning. In 2014? In 2014. We stoning niggas? But it's not a big deal that someone is openly gay in the NFL. It's not it won't mean nothing to anybody anywhere, possibly. It's not everyone's over it. We're over it, guys. 2014. We're already everyone's gay um so he's supposed to be killed the judge knew who idris muhammad said praising his own leniency on judgment day last month at the sharia court to hear the bailiff demonstrated the technique he used whip at shoulder level then forcefully down that's right instead of killing him they whipped him 20 times mm-hmm there were nine others accused of being gay by accused of being gay by the islamic police and are behind the central prison's wall don't know just assuming just just picking you look gay it doesn't matter if they are not um let's say you know even if you know it's a crime to be gay you said like fuck it being accused of if you know for sure i gotta die because i'm gay Stones and bottles rained down on them outside the court two weeks ago. Residents and officials said some in the mob even wanted to set the courtroom ablaze. Just burn the court down because there's a gay person in it. Since Nigeria's president, Good Luck Jonathan. His name is Good Luck Jonathan? Mm Mm-hmm. Signed a harsh law criminalizing homosexuality throughout the country last month arrest of gay people have multiplied advocates have been forced to go underground some people fearful of the law have sought asylum overseas and news media demands for a crackdown have flourished gay sex has been illegal in nigeria since british colonial rule but the convictions were rare in the south and only occasionally in the mostly muslim north the new law bans same-sex marriage and goes significantly further prescribing 10 years in prison for those directly or indirectly making a public show of same-sex relationships uh, you know what this mean they gonna get to some olympics 
<laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> it also punishes anyone who participates in gay clubs and organizations or who simply supports them, leading to broad international criticism of the sweep of law of the law. So no no pro gay podcasting in Nigeria. Sorry if you listen to this. Turn it down. Turn it down. Yeah, you, you better. I know turn we got listeners all over. No, yeah, turn, turn it this shit down. down. Skip forward. We, we ain't trying to get your stone dog or whip. Yeah. Sorry. We want you to live. Should have had a gay uh a, a gay warning, gay trigger warning, because <laughs> yes. uh, I did not know you could get killed for listening to this shit. Ain't that the truth? Or ten years in prison. Uh, this draconian new law makes an already bad situation much worse. The United Nations High Count Commissioner of Human Rights, Navi Pillay, said in a statement, it purports to ban same-sex marriage ceremonies, but in reality it does much more. Rarely have I seen a piece of legislation that in so few paragraphs directly violates so many basic universal human rights. Uh, then he was whipped 75 times. For uh, even writing this article. You think the dude <laughs> that wrote this article already dead? Well, this is in the New York Times, so. Oh, okay. I about to say, because it was over Unless there. they came here. He hit sin and got beat to death homosexuality is illegal in 38 of 54 african countries according to amnesty international it carries a penalty of it in, in merit wait mauritania sudan and somalia as well as sharia governed northern nigeria recently uganda's president this the declined to sign a bill that carried a life sentence for gays though he called them sick in senegal where the press regularly outs gays same-sex relations carry a penalty of five years so much of this is just religion run amok too. Mm-hmm. And like Western, like white people's religion and, and, and Muslim religion and like everybody's religion hating these gays. Just religion run amok and people proselytizing over there like, or tizing over there like, hey, gotta kill these gay people, y'all. Can't say this shit in America, but we here now. Uh, they people. Mm-hmm. Rice advocates say they have recorded arrests in multiple Nigerian states, but the country's north has experienced the toughest crackdown. Mr. Jonathan's national ban has redoubled the zeal against gay people here and elsewhere. According to officials and residents in Baki, where Sharia law prevails and green uniform Hezbollah or Islamic police officers search for what is considered immoral under uh, Islam. It reawakened interest in communities to sanitize more or less to talk about moral sanitization talking about killing people locking people up uh dorothy akinova executive director of nigeria's international center for reproductive health and sexual rights said of the law where it was quiet before it's got people thinking who is behaving in a manner that may be gay is driven people into the closet mm-hmm. yeah all of a sudden dudes coming back like hey who wants to watch some football and uh who want to play some soccer look at the tits on that <laughs> yeah you gotta act straight now yeah. oh guys you know what i really could go for some pussy like mm, uh, it's a lot of s's oh, in that no i don't know if i believe that a lot of s's in that pussy mm. some pussy would be fabulous oops i mean uh <laughs> um i i mean uh some pussy uh yeah uh 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 you you know no i i, I didn't say that I, I like those pink heels over there i didn't say that at all officials here in baki say they want to root out in prison and punish gays local lawyers are elected to represent them yeah because they kill them motherfuckers like i'm not gonna defend you for being gay if they're gonna kill me yeah we both gonna die Bail was refused to the gay people already jailed because it was in the best interest of the accused. Meaning if you go on the streets, 
people will kill you in the streets furious citizens oh, say so they like once you in here we're gonna keep you in here because we let you out <laughs> they're not gonna kill you in the streets furious citizens say they are ready to take the law into their own hands to combat homosexuality Wow. O- officials are also inflamed it is detestable said muhammad tata a senior official with the sharia commission here which controls the hizbah he added this thing is an abomination uh complaining of the difficulty in distinguishing gay people from others mr tata said they don't do it in the open you get one or two you see how they speak you see how they dress then you might have reasonable grounds to suspect mr tata speaking in the whitewash two-story sharia commission headquarters said that happily we get information from sources interested in seeing the society cleanse this is like mccarthyism where you just like uh yeah this guy he's a gay person so how many people are reporting people they just don't like? That's what, that's what I was about to say. Yes. Oh, that bitch from work. Uh, she a dyke. She a dyke, y'all. So, um, can y'all like kill her and give me her car? Cause I would love, oh, you got a better apartment than me. Hmm. You're looking pretty gay. Yeah. Uh, ju- uh, just, uh, reporting you just to report you. I'm pretty sure they probably have shit for, to keep you anonymous and all that stuff. Just people, some people just reporting on people. Most prisoners have been abandoned by their families because you can't support them. If they find out you're supporting gay people, they lock you up for 10 years. Wow. They're mostly young men, just working youths. One is married, school principal with eight children, four of them adopted. The young man has been whipped, who has been whipped has gone into hiding. Inside the prison, the guards mock the gay men, comparing them to pregnant women. Wow. Yeah, this is crazy, man. It's crazy story, man. So, yeah, but it's not a big deal that somebody gay is you know out of the closet, closet and potentially gonna be playing the nfl that could possibly mean anything to anybody anywhere um here's another story uh this one happened in america it, it doesn't make any sense for him to just come out of the blue and knock us out of the church a couple living outside chillicothe missouri say they were denied communion because of their same-sex relationship. Welcome, everybody, to Fox 4 News at 6. I'm Phil Witt. Two women members of a Catholic church in Chillicothe say their priest is treating them unfairly because they're gay. Fox 4's Monica Evans joins us in the studio. Monica, you went to see what it was all about. Tell us. In fact, we just came back from Chillicothe. Now, Carol Parker and her partner of 20 years say they were good-standing members of their church for 12 years until Parker's mother died in December, and the obituary mentioned her mother being survived by a son, a daughter, and her daughter's partner. If that one word had not been in there, he would... It, it would be fine. When Carol Parker's mother died last month, she had her mother's funeral here at St. Columban Catholic Church in Chillicothe. It's a church Parker says she's been a member of since 2001. Parker says she sang in the choir, was a lector, and a cantor, but that all changed, she says, when the priest discovered she was gay. It called me the day of the rosary um, and said that he would not be able to... Um, uh, give us communion because of our uh, same-sex relationship. Parker says she had received communion here for years and thought it was wrong of the priest to deny her from receiving communion the day of her mother's funeral. It was very important to me um, it, my last opportunity to, you know, to worship uh, here at the church 
with with her. Josephine Martin, Parker's partner, says they will never step foot in this church again. They say their God is a loving God, and they don't understand why a man of God will cause so much pain on top of the hurt they were feeling about Parker's mother's death. To be singing in the choir and be lectors and everything, and it's all gone. I mean, he just took it away in a second. And I, I just really don't understand where his heart is. We tried to speak with Father Benjamin Nibe, but the church secretary told us he doesn't want to comment. You know what uh, Pope Francis said? Who am I to judge? Hallelujah. <laughs> and and he, that, that means a lot to me. My faith is strong enough that I wasn't going to let this uh, deter me from going to uh, church. And it has not. Parker and Martin say they found another church that has welcomed them. Despite an hour drive instead of their 10-minute drive to their former church, they say they're happy to have found another church home. By the way, the couple says another priest sent a letter to Father Knife uh, to see if he'll meet privately with the couple. But so far, they say Father Knife has not responded. Monica Evans, Fox 4 News, working for you. Thanks for bringing us that, Monica. Several people called Knife. What happened to the the... the love and acceptance part of church yeah that that, that what happened to that i guess that i thought gay, being gay was though. a sin like any other sin and uh it, it, you know if you're gonna call something a sin i mean are they not giving people that fornicate uh any communion are they not giving people that uh you know uh masturbate do they not yeah if, if you get a divorce do you not get communion like that's weird. Yeah, you just draw you you draw the line there, and it's just one of those things where it's like almost how dare you? And people have left the church because priests have molested children, but yet yeah. you gonna tell me I can't get communion? Yeah, and um, it's also funny she took him out of context and said, "Who am I to judge?" Because yes, that's did. not really what happened. But mm-hmm. okay, cool. Um, but even then, the I remember saying this. People keep talking about the oh guys, um. The Catholic Church is changing. The Pope is different now. This shit don't sound like change. Mm-hmm. You can't get communion because you're in the same sex relationship. You had to keep it in the closet, keep it secret. It got leaked out through your mother's uh, eulogy or something, and now all of a sudden you can't get communion next time you go to church. What? But hey, being the first openly gay NFL player, not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Not a big thing. It's not a big deal, guys. Just stay in the closet. It's not a big deal. Nobody cares. It, it won't help anything because obviously we're so over gay issues in in America. Clay Aiken's uh gonna be planning on running for uh Congress in North Carolina. I was hearing that on the radio. Yeah. Um Aiken said Wednesday he'll seek Democratic nomination for the seat currently held by Representative Renee Elmers. Uh thirty five year old is expected to face former state commerce secretary Keith Crisco. Um, and licensed professional counselor Tony Morris of Fairville. Um, Aiken has been a special education teacher in Wake County, and he says he decided to put his entertainment career on hold to seek to represent the state's second congressional district. On hold. He says he can sit, yeah, yeah. Why, why do you say that? Last time you heard a Clay Aiken album. Uh, I don't know. He was doing special oh, education okay. and, uh, he's gonna so put his he, career on hold. He wasn't singing then. He says he considers Washington to be dysfunctional and will focus on jobs and economy and importance of education. The reason I think this is uh, kind of important, obviously, Clay Aiken, uh, openly gay. Um, North Carolina just, we just had a spate of very con, uh, conservative laws and 
rulings passed here and oh, we funny. voted on gay marriage not too long ago and it did not pass at all no because so, they put it on the republican ballot right but i wonder how this will be received and if people will vote for him i think it'll be a big deal if he can make it uh in this state i hope as he does. a as a congressman that uh happens to be uh gay so he's I, not I, in our district but if he was i vote for him lastly former cowboys wide receiver patrick creighton tweets that michael sam should stay in the closet Patrick Creighton says uh, he was responding to Adam Schefter, who tweeted that uh, Sam is projected a mid-round pick uh, and said that he's gay. He said, at Adam Schefter, Missouri defensive end Michael Sam, a projected mid-round pick, said it today is gay. Story now, ESPN2. And he goes, oh, wow, there goes the NFL. These fools can't help themselves. They idiots. If this is supposed to be such a good PR move for Sam, then then what is Patrick Creighton doing? Cause it definitely ain't good for him then, right? No, it's not. And, and it's gonna be one of the things where the organizations literally have to be open because you know what? Gay people buy shit too. They buy sweatshirts. They buy t-shirts. They go to the fucking games. They support you too. And I'm trying to tell you, you fuck around and make glad, mad. Y'all gonna have some issues. And not just to mention, somebody in your locker room is probably gay, dog. Come on now. Trying to figure why announce, announce spelled wrong. Then he put stay in the closet and keep to yourself. Uh, and a lot of people had that kind of like, I don't care. Just don't talk about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like That's that privilege. Yeah. You know, it's, it reminds me of like when somebody brings up something like, well, you know, man, uh, this is kind of wrong. And I, you know, I think the way you said this was, uh, it, you know, really prejudiced and it made me feel a certain type of way. And you're like, well, why do we have to even bring it up? I just see everybody the same color. Yeah. And, they, uh, they, they, they treat don't it. address the fact that I yeah. made a joke about you being the N word or something. Cause hey, I don't see color. Yeah. They, 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 they treat it like you, like you talk about racism because it's easy to tell the person bringing it up to shut up to get them to be quiet because you feel uncomfortable in something that you don't want to discuss. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was crazy all right man let's get into our games all right we've been fucking around long enough and i know you guys don't care about any of this gay stuff you're like this is the gayest episode ever you guys have ever done okay literally why y'all playing y'all know it was fabulous Mm -hmm. uh the first game of course is fucking with black people We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Time for fucking with black people. You should already know the rules. Yep. Zero to a hundred in intervals of twenty-five. Let's grade this one right now. Tonight's working woman, an interesting note, as many people party on this Super Bowl Sunday. Did you know the first and only African-American woman to own her own vodka line is right here in the D.C. area? Allison Starling introduces us to this entrepreneur. This is Chanel Turner playing at Bowie State on a basketball scholarship. The former athlete now works at the Pentagon as a web developer. But in 2009, she decided to take a big risk that started with a simple thought. It just dawned on me that, you know, vodka isn't what it used to be, and I wanted to change it. Turner wanted a new kind of vodka. The burn, the harshness, the fact that people mask it to make fancy cocktails but not 
you know, drink it for the true product that it is. So she invested all of her savings and created Foudre. Turner searched high and low for the perfect vodka, testing 80 formulas before finding the one at a distillery in South Carolina. Foudre is a play on the French word for lightning, and this dramatic purple bottle in the shape of a lightning bolt is made in France. But Turner says the spirit world is a man's world. You know, people didn't want to carry the product because it was female-owned, you know, um, didn't want to carry the product because, or they just didn't feel like we would make it to this point because the fact that I'm a woman. Pop singer Sean Kingston, who happens to be Turner's cousin, is a big supporter, but she mostly credits her mother for encouraging her big move. She's been a very strong woman herself. Um, single parent raised me on her own and just taught me how to, you know, survive in this world on my own. Turner says she's humbled by the support she's getting. Especially the African American community. They're so, you know, proud that someone like myself had, you know, took the chance to do something that most people wouldn't do. And she says the lesson of Foudre is less about vodka and more about living a full life. If you have a concept or a dream, you know, take the step forward, take the leap forward. Um, it might not happen overnight. It may take some time, you know, but, you know, just have faith, um, believe, and, and you could definitely achieve the goals you're trying to achieve. Foudre is now in more than 30 liquor stores in the D.C. area, and it's sold in several other states and overseas in Singapore. Allison Starling, ABC 7 News. All right, Karen. Uh, Foudre liquor. First uh liquor and only liquor made by african-american woman she owns her own vodka line for the dc area okay so y'all bammers don't be trying to drink this young ah. so kara what'd you get zero to a hundred fucking with black people i'm i'm not offended at all all right, so zero for Karen. Maybe that's just me. Okay, Karen is going with zero. Me, personally, I'm also going with zero. I feel like this is a black history moment. This is a moment in black history. In black history. Shout out to Chris Lambert. But, uh, yeah, I feel like this is a black history moment, and uh, I'm proud of her, even if her alcohol is going to poison the community and oh, uh, be terrible. Second contestant on fucking with black people. Brooklyn cops. <laughs> the cops made it in the news again. Where Brooklyn at? A Brooklyn cop kicked a 10 year old boy in the shin, breaking his leg as the child was recording him with his cell phone. Cops was, were responding to Crystal Severa's Flatbush home, looking for her ex-boyfriend in connection to violating an order of protection. According to Severa's lawsuit, which also contains disturbing allegations that she was sexually abused by the cop. Crystal's son, Courtney Severa, was eating his breakfast cereal when the cops began knocking on the door. The visit soon spiraled out of control. Shortly after, the cops began pounding on the door at 7 a.m. Severa's 61-year-old mother, who was suffering from brain and lung cancer, answered the door but had difficulty understanding the cops' reason for being there. The curious child went to see what's going on, grabbed his mother's cell phone, and began recording the commotion. The police had come to our house before due to the domestic violence complaint, and he's fascinated by the police. He looked up to them. Uh, said Severa, 30 years old, a nursing student at Long Island University. But the cop apparently didn't like being recorded and began assaulting the child. I heard my son screaming, you can't do that. You're hurting me. Don't hit me. 
the mother had been upstairs getting her five-year-old daughter ready for school she bolted downstairs into the fray dressed in her underclothes she was grabbed by a cop who pulled her outside in a freezing cold while severa was being restrained her breast popped out of her bra revealing a pierced nipple according to the suit the officer flicked the piercing he flicked the ring up with his finger on my right breast she said and he said is that what mothers look like these days my neighbor saw me naked it was degrading i can deal with the embarrassment of what the police did to me uh i can deal with the embarrassment of what the police did to me in front of my neighbors but the hardest thing is explaining to my kids that not all police are bad well good luck with that severa was charged with assaulting the cops and released two days later on fifteen hundred dollars bail that's right she was charged with assaulting the cops after they broke her son's leg what did i what the hell did I come to the house for uh they were looking for uh, a person they thought she had a restraining order against he wasn't there obviously so then, uh, they were being recorded by the kid broke the kid's leg when she returned home courtney's leg was black and blue and swollen she said the boy was taken to king's medical center the x-ray showed his leg was fractured uh but uh courtney wanted to be a detective one day so i told my mom be, uh, being a detective would be cool i want to be a better detective than the one who did this uh, nypd spokeswoman said the internal affairs bureau has opened investigation based on the allegation in the suit three of the officers were treated and released from the hospital for minor injuries following the incident i've seen a lot of pre- police brutality cases but nothing as low as this kicking a 10 year old boy severa who later pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct is seeking unspecified monetary damages for alleged civil rights violations C- cell phone captured sounds and voices during confrontation but the video image is herky jerk from the struggle severa said her son was briefly handcuffed but the cops learned he was only 10 years old and they removed the restraints both of her children have been traumatized by the incident uh so yeah a hundred okay all right yeah seems like a hundred uh you get charged they break your son's leg flip your nipple out in front of all your neighbors and shit come on now it's a pretty surefire way to To get a hundred a hundred congratulations cops shit you might get extra points for flipping the nipple all right let's play our last game so we can get out of here now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time said now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we play and read news articles from all over the world and we let our audience members guess the race mm-hmm. audience members do you have your racism caps on here we go i hope they do um here is the first story huma louisiana fast huma police say a man stole plants from a church and tried to sell the plants back to the church yeah <laughs> police say they arrived Indian at, giver. that's what i call him police say they arrived at st lucy catholic church sunday to investigate a theft complaint when police arrived they learned plants had been stolen and a man later identified as 48 year old alvin lepi rouse attempted to sell the plants back to the church <laughs> <laughs> oh no our church has been uh we've been we've been robbed of our plants Hello? 
hey uh this is a plant salesman did you say anything about some mr plants yeah uh, y'all i got some uh mr plants for half off uh missing plants for half off um, just like the look, ones you lost like uh the pots that uh you know we had before because <laughs> I etched my name in the back. I mean, uh, sir, my name is on this potting plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got the yeah already customized it with your name and everything. Ah! When when confronted by clergy members and parishioners, the man fled in a gold Malibu with the plants. Later that Not day, a, gold a, a tip led to police. Maybe he thought it was weed. A tip led police to the location of the car. Oh, and tried to smuggle like this shit ain't weed. I gotta take this back. Damn it! When police arrived, Lapey Rouse was still in possession of the plants, and he was arrested on one count of theft, according to. Police, Labor House was also in possession of drug paraphernalia, so he was also booked for one count of possession of drug paraphernalia. Yeah, he, he thought that was shit. He thought them trees was weed and realized it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. The plants were brought back to the church. So guess the race of uh, this dude who was trying to st- steal and resell plants back to a church of all places. Um, let's see. One who yells at black teenagers during basketball games and looks surprised when he gets pushed. One who uses Faudre, uh, to make a mart- martini or as a name for their child. Aww. Hustle man. This sounds very crackish. Driving a gold Malibu. That's that baby Caprice. That's a black man all day. A hunky. Overseer collecting the cotton for the day. Gold Malibu oh, black. Lord. The meth is strong with this one. White. Crackhead ashy black. The correct answer, answer is, is his cousin's thug music. Uh, the correct answer is white. white. It was a white man. Somebody got yeah. it. It was a pretty black. That was some pretty black shit though. Some people missed it. I, I will mean, put it. Gold Malibu. That that sent it over the top to me. Yeah, yeah. I can see how a lot of you guys could have got that wrong. I mean, it sounds like some crackhead shit. Cause crackheads are the only people on the planet that think shit like I can sell these plants. Like. Crack, oh, back to you crackheads only have two things in their life crack and things they use to get, get crack. crack and selling plants not beyond to a church even not beyond the pale for cracky behavior uh let's get right into the bonus round guys okay We're running kind of late today and i'm getting sleepy so here we go with yeah. the bonus round <laughs> Double the points, double the race, double the points and race. That's right, guys. Bonus round against the race. Double the points, double the racism. Some of you guys have already missed one. Some of you guys are 0 for 1. Here's a chance to catch up. All right. Let's see. Here's a good one. A hammer-wielding madman found clutching a Bible after allegedly bludgeoning his girlfriend and her daughter to death in their queen's home because he believed they were witches who were casting spells on him. Oh, we've been with the Bibles? Queen District, Queen's District Attorney Richard Brown said the suspect Carlos Alberto Amarillo, 44, called 911 about 1210 a.m. to report the alleged murders and in Spanish said they were assassinated. Hurry, they are dead. Oh snap! During the chilling call, Amarillo said he wanted police to kill him. I killed them because they are witches. I killed them with a hammer. Police found him at his home near LaGuardia Airport, wandering around with a Bible saying, "I killed them. I killed them." Cops then found the brutally beaten body of Estrella Castaneda, 
56 on a second floor bedroom face up in the bed with a pillow over her face a rubber grip on a hammer was neck rubber grip of a hammer was next to the body her daughter lena castaneda 25 herself the mother of a seven-year-old girl was found in the rear bedroom face down on the floor with head injuries Amarillo was taken into custody and charged with two counts of first and second degree murder and criminal possession of a weapon. The attack was so vicious, neighbors could hear the hammering but had no clue the women were being attacked. Oh! Around midnight, they were like, man, that guy's been working all, all day. day. What, 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 what is he doing to draw all over there? Around midnight, we heard loud hammering. It was loud. I, I work in construction, so I know what a hammer sounds like. I can't believe it was the sound of someone getting hit. It sounded like someone was swinging the hammer hard oh i didn't hear anybody scream he added about 15 20 minutes later the police came and arrested someone in the front yard i can't imagine what went through what they went through is disgusting i've been up all night i couldn't sleep and yeah, law would fuck you up doof 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 mm-hmm. doof what's what's happening yeah apparently he's got some pretty intense construction going on yeah they put up the cellophane pretty late a law enforcement officer said Amarillo confessed and was remorseful but made the bizarre claims that he believed the women were witches and he had to kill them because they were doing voodoo on him. Man, there's another dude in New York that thinks some the women he lived with were doing voodoo. Don't leave him. The other dude at least found some evidence in the closet. Yeah, but this dude didn't even find that much. A next door neighbor who declined to give her name said, I would hear yelling and fighting. I would hear banging like he was beating them. He wasn't a friendly guy. This summer, he broke the windows when he couldn't open the door after he, they locked him out. Also, adding the cops had been called to the house before. He wasn't a friendly guy. He would never say hello to anyone. I think he was from Argentina. <laughs> like, she just added that. Ah, I mean, I don't know. I can't confirm this. I, I think this is where you're from. She also One said Spanish places. she felt the walls of her house shaking last night. My room was shaking. It went for 10 minutes. My body is trembling. I can't believe this happened. What's going to happen to the little girl? Those little girl there? Yeah, the seven-year-old daughter was at home at the time and was taken to the hospital. Uh, according to Arnaldo Pera, whose nephew was the father of the girl, these are excellent women, and I'm not just saying that just because they are relatives. I never met the man, Carlos. He recently came into the picture. I hear he's from Argentina or Uruguay. Everybody hears he's uh, from they, somewhere. Yeah, they don't know where he, where, where he from. Another neighbor, Deborah Pollock, 58, mournfully rec- recalled the slain women and the young girl left behind. There was a love, they were a lovely family. They were always happy, except when they were getting hammered. Oh! Up top. <laughs> hey! She's an adult. time, hey! Mm-hmm. He nailed it. Be here all night. Mm-hmm. Nailed that one. <laughs> She's an adorable little girl. The mother would have birthday parties in the front of her yard. You'd always see them together. I can't believe this happened. I can't fathom something like that. This is something this girl will never forget. How is this child going to process that? How are you going to get rid of seeing something like that? They were a happily family up until yesterday. That was that little girl's only family. Now that gone, she lamented. Well, now she gets all the witch powers and the line begins with her. I guess so. Guess the race of killer Hammerman. Uh, Mr. What is his first name? Did he have on hepa pants when he did the crimes? uh yeah he had a hammer pants it was it was open to shut case mm-hmm. he's listening to mc hammer carlos alberto amarillo shoes mm-hmm. check the chat room see what they said a goya gobbler whose tv is always turned to telemundo he got the hammer from home depot after hanging out front all day <laughs> oh uh hc <laughs> one who has the virgin mary on the back of their truck window 
on their way to their under the table construction site santa maria por dio sabada sabada gigante watcher who was hammering getting ready to be picked up at home depot humus slip and slide damn redbone sign got all of them in there leave some for the fish 20 to a house 10 to a car latin version of old boy one who will fight you and 10 people who look like you over some cadoba queso sauce oh shit mexicans like that no, i didn't know that was that, a that's a serious fight latinos are into that at least they didn't have to call a bolo on that cholo spanish ah machete cholo's loco centuria practitioner the correct answer is white. No, I'm just kidding. Latino. You got it all good. <laughs> I'd have been like, white? <laughs> I'd have been like, show me that picture. Right. Correct. The correct answer is Asian. You guys all missed it. Oh, man. <laughs> From Uruguay? Right. From Argentina or Uruguay. One um, of them places. All right, guys. Time to end this thing with a story about some swords. A man from central Naperville has been sentenced to jail for slashing a neighbor's arm with a three-foot-long novelty pirate sword last summer during an argument. A pirate sword? Philip K. Yeah, R. Matey. Oh. Philip K. Hayde, 52, pleaded guilty Wednesday in DuPage County Circuit Court to to misdemeanor charges of battery causing bodily harm and unlawful use of a weapon. A companion charge of battery was dismissed in exchange for that plea, said Paul Dura, spokesman for State Attorney Robert B. Berlin. Judge Jane H. Mitten sentenced Hayde to 60 days in DuPage County Jail. Dura said he spent 39 days in jail following his arrest and with day with day for day credit for good behavior he has already completed his term and been released wow you slash a neighbor's arm you're out of jail in 60 days off like which means they are armless now Mm-hmm. I, they didn't say if it was off oh they just said slashed milton also placed heed on a year of conditional discharge to form probation or, or order him to pay a total of 779 dollars in fines he lives in, uh, who gives a fuck where he lives? Oh. He, he was arrested around 11 p.m. One of his neighbors was in his own garage he, when he made eye contact and exchanged words. And a man later identified as he, uh, uh, oh, and then he exchanged words with them and it was, the man was later identified as he, he didn't even know who he was. He went to his own yard, returned five minutes later, entered the victim's garage with a novelty pirate sword waved the sword at the other man ultimately striking the victim and cutting his arm the metallic sword measured three feet from the handle to the tip of the blade the man's injury was not serious says someone who was not cut he found himself in trouble again about six weeks later after damaging the interior of the house where he had done landscaping work and other jobs he was arrested damaged with the sword or just damaged and shit just says damaged didn't say um he was arrested for that um in august a uh, there was an advertising on Craigslist website that led to he being hired to do odd jobs inside a house and yard work. He'd also stayed in the home for several days. He's work was not of good quality, so he was fired after the homeowner refused to pay the negotiated $150 fee. An argument ensued and he kicked a hole in one of the victim's interior doors. So this guy was just a loose cannon with a sword. Yes, he was. You know, uh, maybe it's a loose ship cannon since he got a pirate sword. Mm-hmm. But either way, um, 60 days in jail is all this guy gets. What do we have to wait for? Him to kill somebody with the sword and then you guys will be happy? Come on now. These people don't give a fuck, man. Mm-hmm. 
um so yeah man these people with these swords watch your back you better uh, you know they'll be cutting you with the pirate knife that he when he come to he go i'll slice you yeah yeah um we'll be back tomorrow five o'clock tuesday mike kaplan comedian uh 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 uh, host of the hangout with me podcast um he'll be on the show guys so can't wait for that that should be fun um uh, you guys stay safe stay away from swords go to adam and eve use code tbgwt uh to get your discounts we appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that and uh until tomorrow i love you you too baby Mwah. Mwah.